Hey, this is your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle, and you're listening to the Discus Lariat Collective Podcast with your hosts, Warren, Daryl, and Glenn. It's a great podcast. Check it out. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. So welcome back, everybody. Yeah, listen to the Discus Larry Collective podcast. I'm your host, Warren, and I'm here with Daryl today. It's just us two now. Right. <laughs> running down the SmackDown card. So we'll just get straight into it. Otherwise, we'll ramble all night. So first off, to open the show, we had Roman Reigns coming out, uh, accompanied by Jey Uso again, and Paul Heyman. The first thing he did is he just got in the ring and he was just questioning Edge. Why, why he wasted his time going to Raw? Why he wasted his time going to NXT? when he should have just shown up to SmackDown and begged Roman Reigns essentially for um, the title shot. And uh, what did he say? Beg him for a, a place on the island of relevancy. So after that, then he just kind of, he kept questioning himself almost. Well, questioning Edge, but in a rhetorical way, he kept turning around to Paul Heyman. like, do I look like a fool? Do I want to play games? And then he actually roared at one stage with front of the shit out of me yeah. when I was watching it. Yeah, he just, he literally just roared. I know he left. He was just like, uh, don't play games with me or something. And then he just he just said to him, he's like, I, I want your answer by the end of the night. He repeated it. He was like, I want my answer. I want your answer by the end of the night. And it was pretty intimidating, to be honest. It was a great start to the show. Deadly promo. And just once again, Ron Moran's showing how good he actually is. So he thought it was deadly. Yeah, yeah. It's To have seen him as this heel figure, like how empowering he is, like how did, he ha- how did it, it took him this long yeah, to actually go with this, like you know, everybody was asked for it so long ago, but like this promo just shows how fucking good he is as a heel. Like then he could have yeah flipped into being a, a face, but my god, yeah, that uh that part where he, he roared, fuck, <laughs> poor old Heyman, shit is jokes. <laughs> He's like holding his face and all. He was like, oh god. Um, but he does. He seems like he comes off a lot better. Like to me, the chemistry between him and Heyman works a lot better. Than Heyman and uh, Lesnar, yeah, because it's you know it's uh, reigns a lot more upfront, yeah, and where everybody else standing behind him, speak when I speak when I allow you to speak, yeah, it's deadly. So yeah, it's it's a really good a uh, really good look for, him. yeah, it really is. And then um, so yeah, that kind of tease that we'll be getting edges, uh, what you call it, edges um decision then tonight. That's what they alluded to anyway, but we'll get to that then later on because that closed the show. So, first match of the night then was Dominic against Baron Corbin. This was kind of just to exact some revenge because Dominic Mysterio eliminated him from the Royal Rumble. Uh, while they were coming out and doing their little shtick, Rey Mysterio and Dominic, like waving to the, the non-existent fans, they um, was like Baron Corbin just came out and just laid into them. Absolutely threw Mysterio off the, <laughs> off the stage and smashed them up. And then, uh, then eventually the match got underway. It's just, yeah, just kind of to forward that little story that was going on from before the Rumble and into the Rumble. Just Corbin beating him, beating Dominic down, kind of. And it kind of covered his, like, it didn't, obviously, like Dominic didn't get to do much in it. 
but it, it was it was good as well because if you're going to see a lot of Dominic now in the coming years, you don't want him to, I suppose, be saturated because he's he's not that polished in the ring yet. He still has the few. Oh, oh should I go here? Or, oh, should I go there? If he bits and bits and pieces here and there, so it was good. Like to see Corbin just to kind of mash him, do you know what I mean? And then Rey Mysterio then eventually got up, strolled back down to the ring, climbed underneath the the ring and then hid there for a minute. And then Corbin was getting back into the ring after throwing Dominic in. Um, Ray just grabbed his leg to kind of distract him. Dominic, I think he hit drop kick. I can't really remember. I hit drop kick or something, and then just did like a whop or frog splash. His frog splash is deadly, actually. And then Dominic. Picked oh him man. In. Yeah. Don't no, not agreeing with that one. You not don't like his frog splash, do you know? No man, I, I think, think it's, it's good. Uh, yeah. Snoop Dogg now, I think is uh, <laughs> is a bit of a better one. <laughs> uh, there is another frog splash in, in another. In another match, and uh, when you compare that frog splash to Dominic's, it's just—it's a totally different level. Um, but yeah, look, he's not—he's not bad at all. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think he should be down in NXT. Like he should be getting his, his graft there, uh, building up. There's so many people that are in NXT who have way more experience than, and yeah. are probably dying to get up onto the main roster, and they should be given. It. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's yeah, as you said, yeah, it was great to see. Corbin just absolutely thumping him around yeah. um, and then yeah he, he needed his dad in to kind of help move, to get the yeah. win it's, uh, yeah. I think as well uh, I agree with that that he should be on NXT as well yeah absolutely because there is yeah people who have like put in the hard yards now down there or on the indies and they should kind of just get a, a shot to shine I suppose on the main roster now and there was another thing about Dominic there as well oh yeah I think it was Kalisto called him out on Twitter there earlier. I, I meant to say that to you earlier, yeah. He just called out Ray and Dominic a while ago because Kalisto's been off the telly now since Survivor Series, I think. Yeah, since November. And I don't know if he was injured at what, but Damn. yeah, he just, just hasn't been on telly. So he called out Ray and he just said he has a weak son and Dominic shouldn't be getting the chances that Kalisto should be and that Kalisto should have been in the Rumble and Dominic shouldn't. So I reckon now next week we'll see maybe a heel Kalisto come up and kind of yeah, I'd say Tar and Feta Dominic then in front of the people. <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah, we'll see what happens there. But <laughs> it's good then to get him back into the fold as well. Then, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it'd be good for like Ray to go down into uh, NXT as well to kind of maybe develop other luchador kind of studs. Yeah, you know, and bring that kind of into SmackDown or Raw, and like you know, have it as an actual kind of nearly a division. Yeah, that because there's cool. so many like they have so many talented people out there like but. Again, like there's just there's no real room for it in WWE. It's just like ah, oh, you're just there as fillers. Yeah. Well, as it. you said, uh, Grand Grand Metalik. Metalik was it? Or yeah, yeah, Metalik. Yeah, like how good he is. Yeah, he's whopper. Yeah. Um, but like they're just kind of just spot fillers. They're just kind of thrown in. They they're not yeah. going anywhere really. No, not the main roster yeah. anyway. No. Um, oh yeah, it'd be it'd, it'd be good for him to step down maybe and kind of. Yeah, I think it would. Yeah, few of the boys, man. Yeah, why not? Like, because he's not really doing much on SmackDown right now. He's just kind of managing his, his son. So why not? Um, so let me see. We'll move on then. Next match was Daniel Bryan against Cesaro. Uh, once that got announced, I was I was pretty pumped for that. I was like, oh yeah, I'd watch these every day of the week. To be honest with you, um, literally give me a best of seven series. I, I wouldn't complain once. I wouldn't care if each match was five seconds long. Wouldn't bother me. Just seeing them like in the spotlight. And doing that thing, so it's deadly. 
off the bat though it was more of a sprint this match then like a full-on marathon I suppose like the past few weeks they've been having like longer matches this one was only short but got a lot in Cesaro actually got his head split open on the side as well I don't know what happened there but yeah, quote I remember seeing it but um, I have heard that oh yeah on the commentary as well during that match they were constantly putting over Cesaro they were almost hinting that he was going to get pushed. I'm not sure if you noticed that. They were like, oh, yeah, he's uh, the Swiss cyborg. He's, he's come up now and he's starting to stake a claim now in the division. I was like, hmm, maybe. And I think he signed a new contract, actually. It was up in the air about three days ago, and I think he signed a new one. So that's good. Um, Four yeah. years of age, I think it's it's more secure than if you went to anywhere else, really, now at that age. So And plus, he he is rapid. Like I mean, he's been around WWE now quite some time, if you think about it. So... But that match, though, yeah, deadly. It was more, funny enough, it was more Daniel Bryan on the offense, especially for the first half of it. He was more aggressive, kind of like, oh, yeah, I need to beat this guy. So he was like wailing into Cesaro. And then that's when Cesaro got the cut on the side of his head. Um, Daniel Bryan set for the knee as well. Then at one stage, legged it at him. And then he literally launched Daniel Bryan to orbit and gave him that backbreaker. Did you see that? He literally just threw him right Oh, Matt, that was fucking... Blew my mind, like how Insane, he did that. Like that yeah. just shows. He said, "What? Forty years of age? Yeah. Is that strength in him, man? Yeah, crazy. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, threw him right to the fucking ceiling, caught him in the backbreaker, and then a little bit more back and forth, kind of like a breather little segment, and then hit with the Cesaro spin, and then locked him into the sharpshooter, which I wasn't expecting a tap. To be honest, I thought he was just gonna maybe beat him, pinfall kind of thing. I wasn't expecting. Yeah, making him making Daniel Bryan top of all people, but it's deadly to see. And then the show respect afterwards. Then Cesaro, like you could see, Daniel Bryan was dejected. But again, they are as well on commentary. They were saying about Daniel Bryan doesn't know how long he has left because he is obviously. I suppose he's he was injured for years. Coming back now, I think he wants to have one big final run and then maybe transition into a coach or something. So I think it's almost uh, it's funny because obviously they're both older older guys, but it's almost like a passing of the torch as well. Because um, now you know you're going to see Cesaro over the next few weeks, next few months, hopefully leading into WrestleMania. He never gets injured either, actually. So they're all really injured. Um, just peak physical oh. condition. <laughs> yeah, uh, what I seen was uh, he had the push that he was getting uh, because he wasn't making a decision on his contract. That's why they gave Nakamura the push then. Oh, we get you. Because they weren't sure where Cesaro was going. And now that he has signed the contract, now, now we're starting to see his... his uh, his push, his big push, uh, right? to unfold now. Yeah, so not to say that they're not going to keep on pushing Nakamura, but um, I'd say they'll keep on pushing the two boys now. I, say, yeah. I can't see Nakamura being, I'd say he's pretty late on as well in his career. So yeah, true. Yeah, I think he's forty. He gave odd, a good, uh, yeah, he gave a good promo there like, that he wanted to win the rumble and stuff. I actually think he sent it to me. I think. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Like that was a hell of a promo. Like you can't be cutting a promo like that and then just be forgotten about that again. That's true. So, but yeah, hell of a match. Absolutely fucking hell of a match. That said that move. Okay. Yeah. That, that, that's, that, that is a match that deserves pay-per-view standard. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think they might run with this now, to be honest. And I'm thinking to myself, the, the way SmackDown is laid out, you have Brian, Cesaro and Nakamura and you have Apollo Crews, Sami Zayn and Big E. So it's almost reminiscent of like the SmackDown 6 era from like 03, 04, where you had like Edge, Mysterio, Benoit, Guerrero, Chavo Guerrero as well, and Core Angle. Them, that, that SmackDown 6 where you knew every time they were involved, whether it was tag teams, singles, triple threats, yeah, guaranteed great matches. And I think that's the way SmackDown's being built now because they have that talent there. So it's only going to get better now from here, I think. 
which is crazy because they've shown their their the A show now the past month past few months now I'd say yeah because Raw does be like hard to watch so I think Smackdown now two hours easy to digest and you're getting basically all six of them on the screen it's yeah good show why do you think do you, do you think it's based off why Raw is losing ratings because of the superstars or do you think it's because it's more what we gathered the wrestling seems to be a lot more better on Smackdown than compared to Raw yeah absolutely uh, is, do you think yeah. that's what it is or, yeah, it's more it, technical on SmackDown, I think. It is, more yeah. Storytelling, yeah. And um, it Raw just feels like right, you get someone big in there for a week, right? Yeah. Forget about that, right? Next one, it's just yeah, there's no consistency to it. There's not, yeah, there's no consistent kind of uptick, even on like whether it's ratings or whether it's just in terms of like you wanted to watch that show. Yeah, like for example, when they brought back Goldberg or when they bring back Lesnar, they always go to Raw, drum in, and they're like, oh yeah, it's almost like they can, like, oh you just just pump them in there for a few weeks. Do you know what I mean? Like give them give them that little program leading up to say Mania or Rumble, like I'll be deadly. It's like, no, like it's it's not that cool to watch. Whereas like SmackDown has the better roster and it has the the better storylines going on. Like even if you think about it, like I, I named them six, but then that doesn't include obviously Roman Reigns, who's probably the best thing on like WWE right now. Do you know what I mean? And then yeah. Kevin Owens as well, who's fantastic. And then Edge, if he decides to challenge Reigns, he'll be basically contracted to SmackDown. There's three more. Then they still have like obviously that tag division's a bit here hit or miss. They have great tag teams, but WWE are mad for throwing lads together. Now it seems to have worked with Ziggler and Rude. Um, well, they're actually yeah, I think we're coming up to your match now in a few minutes. But um, yeah, I just think SmackDown's just easier to watch. Storytelling, match quality, and the fact that twenty two hours that they're my three points on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I don't know why like they haven't cut back raw. I know it's for ratings and kind of adverts and stuff like this but yeah um, I can't see them cutting back but it would be good just to see even if it was for say six months wait yeah. let's see how this pans out yeah. if, if numbers go up well then here look why would you go back yeah true and then I know obviously it's the American kind of rating thing as you were saying yeah but like the likes of fans abroad like if I was to sit up and watch Raw it starts at one o'clock in the morning and finishes at four do you know what I mean which is crazy where the SmackDown obviously will finish at three or before, say, I suppose Daylight Savings kicks in, it's 12 to 2. Dead handy to watch. And then you can still get up for work like, if you need it. So that's not, not too bad. Yeah. But yeah, three hour show is just, just draining, like, especially on a Monday. Do you know what I mean? It's just. Yeah, every 15 minutes there's ads as well. It's just. Yeah. It's and, very exhausting. Yeah. yeah the likes of like, SmackDown and NXT, when it goes on, they do the picture in picture and you can still see the match. They don't do that in Raw, which is weird. Yeah, it's probably because it's just whatever network is. Yeah, it's bizarre. Yeah. But um, so we'll move on anyway. So after Brian and Cesaro, Cesaro picked up the win anyway, made Brian tap out, as you said. Uh, show respect, handshake, looking good. Nakamura was looking on actually in the back as well. So that's probably pointed to him and Cesaro now, maybe. I'd love to see put one of them three in as best of seven series, even even leading up to trying to get some sort of title shot or getting into some sort of main event picture. I think it'd be cool. But um, up next then, Bailey against Ruby Roya. Fairly short match again. This was mainly, mainly just to give Bailey a a, well, a much needed win. I'd say, to be honest, because she's obviously dropped that title and then she hasn't been on the winning side. She didn't win the Rumble, nothing like that. So it made sense. And the likes of like Ruby Roya, pretty good, obviously in the ring, and they're still teasing that Billy Kay stuff. She was on the commentary desk, and what was it? Oh, Liv Morgan was there as well. It was mainly just Bailey just laying into Ruby Roya. She like injured her shoulder at one stage and then just laid into her shoulder constantly for the for the next say two or three minutes. And then she had Ruby Riot in a submission at one stage. 
Liv was like banging on the canvas trying to get her like oh yeah you get the rope get the rope Billy Kay got involved then and like pushed the rope in what a foot which is pretty cool to see to be honest it's smart and um because technically you're not really getting involved so you're not touching anyone so you can't technically be disqualified so sorry yeah. she did that and then Liv was like no she has it she's fine bit of back and forth between them two which distracted then Ruby Riot when she got out of submission turns around into Bailey's uh, like kind of newer finisher it's almost like a reverse DDT thing looks deadly and yeah picked up a comfortable win but I suppose yeah no, nothing nothing major it was just mainly to give Bailey the win that's that's really it, it looked like it, it wasn't like oh she's going to feud with the right squad nothing like that it was just yeah much needed win that's all that was yeah yeah, yeah well, not much to say about it just no. uh, Ruby Riot though uh, she looked pretty good yeah. in the rumble um, and she actually looked pretty good in that match as well so Mm. I know she lost, but didn't make her look weak as such. Yeah. Um. So maybe that could be another. As you said, as we were talking about earlier, there's not a whole lot of heels. Yeah. Um. You know, in on SmackDown at the minute, maybe I'm wrong. I'll have to look into it a little bit more. But you know, maybe the Dale feud again, the Royal Squad break them up. Maybe she'll go her separate way again. Maybe yeah. Um. You know. So, but yeah, she looks she looks promising. Like yeah. from what I've seen anyway in the Rumble and of last night so yeah but as I said yeah just kind of a filler match just get Bailey to win yeah yeah not a whole lot more to say about it really yeah and then uh, moving on from that then we had the Bianca Belair Bianca Belair segment which came out then to possibly pick our opponent for WrestleMania she didn't <laughs> but uh, yeah they love teasing that obviously again I, I think that's cool though I'd, I'd, I'd rather see some sort of build rather than someone coming out and be like I'm going to challenge you for that title it's like when Ben Wall say won the the world cha- oh, the world championship. When Ben Wall won the Royal Rumble in 04, he kind of led it on a bit, a few weeks, you know what I mean? And then showed up on Raw and he was like, yeah, I want in on this. So it's it builds some sort of suspense and then you can obviously have almost two feuds going. Or she's feuding with, say, the Raw Women's Champ or Smackdown Women's Champ. But uh, she came out, she mainly was just doing the whole plucky baby face, like, oh, I'm so excited, I still I won the Royal Rumble, I can't believe it still. Um, she put over Asuka, the Raw Women's Champ. She was saying she's like amazing, empress of all day, every day, and stuff like that. She put over Sasha Banks, and then Carmella came out to interrupt her. Well, Reggie came out first, and um, he was just saying, "If you fight, if you pick Sasha Banks, you won't beat her." And he was saying Carmella's still in with a shot, and then Carmella came out, kind of told him to keep quiet there, pal. She said it's basically the exact same thing he said, just saying it's going to be a mistake for Bianca if she picks uh, Sasha Banks. <clears throat> because she has to get through Carmella forced. And then Sasha came out, basically put them both down, saying, yeah, you, you don't have a chance. You might have been the greatest in NXT, but you're not the greatest here. Oh, I'm the boss, this, that, and the other usual little catchphrases here and there. But um, I liked it, though. I thought it was pretty cool, mainly because it still looks like Carmella's in that picture. So I personally think she... I did think she was going to pick Sasha and then maybe have Bianca against Carmella leading up to that like WrestleMania match, see if she can beat Carmella, which she would. But um, yeah, I I have it just a weird feeling now after this. Maybe if Edge is going to pick Roman Reigns, I can't see them having Bianca Belair pick Sasha Banks and both be on SmackDown. I, you'd be surprised, but I just can't see it happening. So maybe she might turn around, show up on Raw now and challenge Asuka, who's looked fairly weak lately, eating pins left, right and centre. So might be worth a shot. Yeah, it's yeah. actually a good show. Yeah, that, that could actually work, yeah. Yeah. Well, again, you're taking another superstar down from SmackDown, female. True, true, yeah. So, yeah, so yeah. yeah, it's really hard to call, yeah. Um, unless they're going to bring someone up. 
Yeah, closer maybe. to him, ain't you? Maybe. Yeah. Like Rhea Ripley, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe they are. Maybe they're waiting account. for Elimination Chamber. Maybe to bring someone up again. Yeah, maybe. Um, maybe tie up any loose ends on NXT or whatever like that kind of first yeah. and then bring someone up. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know about where going. Maybe to Raw or even back to NXT, you know, challenging for a title. Um, just SmackDown seems very, very bleak. And I'd say you can keep on seeing the same storyline. Carmella and Sasha going forward for the next world. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it could be the likes of that. Like you said, like similar to Benoit. Yeah. And we could see kind of yeah, triple threat maybe going forward. Yeah, maybe. That'd be pretty cool. But uh, yeah, I'm excited to see. Same with the like the Edge and uh, Edge and Bianca kind of thing. I'm, I'm looking forward now the next few weeks. That's the only thing that I'm kind of, well, obviously SmackDown I'll watch anyway. But I mean, in terms of Raw, I'm kind of looking forward to being like, oh, I wonder if Edge is going to show up or I wonder if Bianca's going to show up and kind of tease something there. So yeah, look forward to it. Um, you see, after that then, we had, oh, she actually whipped Reginald as well. But her hair. Yeah, Reggie oh, was getting, yes. yeah, he was melting off. So she got the hair out and started whipping the legs out. It's pretty funny. It, it sounded like there was a sound effect as well. I'm not sure if there was. Maybe it was just the noise of her hair cutting through the air. But the sounded like there was like a whoosh kind of noise. So maybe she was genuinely haunting this man because he dived out of ring. But uh, pretty funny. <laughs> Big raw red arse on Reggie. No, stop. <laughs> <laughs> the alliteration. Oh my God. <laughs> um, so after that, then we had Gable and Otis. In the tag team match against the SmackDown tag champs, uh, Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, decent match. Everyone looked pretty good. Fairly short again. Um, I do like the... I Looking back on it, I actually like how paced SmackDown was. It was kind of short match, short match, slight longer match, short, short, pretty long match. And it, it worked well, I think. But um, yeah, Gable, Gable and Ziggler started off the match. Ziggler tried to out-wrestle him. Didn't happen. Never gonna happen. Man's Olympian, but whatever. Um, yeah, Gable looked pretty good. Yeah, out wrestled him. Eventually, then the likes of the yeah Bobby Roode and Ziggler got the upper hand. Heel behavior laid into him. Obviously, the smaller man he is. So then, eventually, hit the hot tag. Oates came in, cleaned house. Like we may as well just run through this quick anyway. So Oates came in, cleaned house. Um, Ziggler came up from behind him, threw him into the ring post, and then Gable was a, yeah Gable lost. Then he got he got the pin. Uh, Bobby Roode hit with the glorious DDT and pinned them then. So, but they look deadly though, um, Ziggler and Roode this week. Like I know they're trying to get out, but they actually look more of a unit now. Yeah, man. Yeah, no, I know we were saying earlier, yeah, they just, they look really polished now. Yeah. As I know they were always kind of together in the past and stuff like that for a while. Yeah. But yeah, looking at them there today, they actually look really, really polished. The, the outfits, how they work together. Um, but Roode, my God, what a man. What yeah. a fucking what a wrestler! Oh, stop. Shame he never got uh, got to go for a world title. Yeah, very very bad shame. But um, yeah, absolutely. I, I thought it was a really good match. Yeah, man, Gable, it's it's good, really good to see him now back to where he is. And it's not just being fucking that shorty G. Oh yeah, that's stupid. The yeah. shit taken out him like. Uh, yeah, but yeah, he he they all look great. Yeah, yeah, it's mad that Otis is with him now. It makes sense because obviously he's a powerhouse. Makes sense to put him with the smaller kind of guy. But um, I seen a report saying that. Jason Jordan is starting to return well like to in-ring training so we'll see what happens there see if he is ever cleared to compete whether they get American Alpha back together because that would be hell of a tag team run there like you know what I mean they're, they're great um, also there was three Profits were on the commentary during that match gosh oh that was very funny so they're kind of gold absolutely gold oh they're deadly they're actually so funny but they're um, they're pushing for that title rematch as well so I reckon yeah it'd be three Profits against Ziggler and Rude 
maybe at uh, Fastlane or Elimination Chamber, sorry, could be at that. Um, could even be a kickoff match. But I was thinking maybe if they had them two, them two teams, throw what was engageable in there, even. Do you know what I mean? And then if you can like maybe put together another tag team, you can have them that four-way kind of tag team turmoil match or something. It'd be something cool to kind of showcase all the tag team wrestling that you, you could possibly have. Because I know they have some great tag teams in WWE, like you were saying before this, but sometimes they do just throw lads together. And then it like if you look at say the likes of AEW, you have the revival. Do you know what I mean? They're they're an established tag team. Yeah. And you know they're they're fantastic. Like so that's a I think WWE to push a bit more. They're kind of lacking, I think, in the tag team scene right now. But uh yeah, solid match though, maybe. And then let me see, after that then, yeah, coming to the end of the show now, because after that then it was Triple Tre. Uh Apollo Cruz versus Sami Zayn versus Big E in the Continental You're Championship. You're gonna lead out that whole Hogan promo, are you? <laughs> Oh Jesus, yeah, yeah. Hulk Hogan, uh, talking shit for um, he, did, he didn't even talk for that long. He was in his beach shop or something. Like yeah, obviously he wasn't going to be there, but it was just gas. It was like thirty three years since he bet Andre. Uh, Andre bet him sorry on main event. You know whatever ninety eight or uh, eighty eight or whatever year it was. Yeah, thirty three years to the day, and he just all he did is he just slated Andre, and then said him and Edge won the tag team titles, and that. He thinks Edge will win the world championship at WrestleMania. There's absolutely no need for that. There literally wasn't. Like, I'd rather Christian come out and talk about Edge. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like Hogan was with him for a month or something. They won the belts and then won the belts off Billy and Chuck and then lost them to whoever. I can't even remember. Do you know what I mean? It was just kind of that, oh, feel good moment back in 2002. That's it. Like, it's not like him and Edge are best mates. Like, so it was a bit strange. But yeah, yeah didn't like just it. A, just a cheap pop. Cheap pop. That's all it was, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I'm glad. Now I'm, I hope that's over. With. I hope he doesn't show up again. Maybe big hoagie. <laughs> but um, yeah, so <laughs> in the background, making sure you're not talking show you well. Oh, stop! Yeah, yeah. So it's actually gas because obviously we we put this up like audio, so people don't know what we're talking about. But there's a big Hulk Hogan sitting behind me, big plastic Hulk Hogan doll. So uh, yeah, life size. <laughs> <But, Yeah>. uh, <laughs> 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 Ten grand he spent on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I have. So yeah, we'll move on. Uh, we had the main event. So it was, uh, yeah, Intercontinental Championship match: Big E versus Sami Zayn versus Apollo Crews. This was the longest match of the night, as far as I remember, and yeah, best match of the night. Just savage. Like they worked the triple threat kind of. What would you say? The triple threat kind of mechanic really well. Um, obviously, anyone could be pinned, so Big E can lose the title to anyone odds are diminished of winning but uh, it was just so smart because you have Sami Zayn being the whole cowardly yet opportunistic heel he didn't get into the ring straight away he let the two big lads go at it uh, Big E and Apollo and just it was just great offence like there was no real oh yeah counter this counter that it wasn't very I suppose what would you say like like a, a technical clinic I suppose but uh, it was just it was just so crisp like every move just had a place Apollo looked the standout to be honest he looked amazing he looks so good, whether it was just selling. Like, his selling's gotten a lot better, I noticed. Because um, he is very, like, happy-go-lucky in general. And I remember that was a big criticism for him in NXT. Because he's the size of him. He's, like, 260, 270. And they want him to be a mean, like, almost Bobby Lashley kind of guy. And he could easily do it. But he's just too, I suppose, happy. Happy that he's, he's doing something that he loves, I suppose. And it just shows. But, um yeah, him and Big E just laying into each other. And then Sammy got some good offense in as well. Yeah, his finisher on, I think, both of them at one stage. Couldn't pick up the win. Uh, a few bits on the outside as well. 
Uh, there was a cool part in the corner actually where I talked about a few minutes ago where Big E gave a belly to belly to uh, Apollo and Apollo had uh, Sami Zayn in like a trap suplex. All three of them went across the ring, just looked whopper like. And again, just showcasing the strength of Big E. Like he's he's having a serious run with that OC title. Looks deadly. Like he, he looks like he doesn't even need the new day, to be honest with you. But obviously they probably will get back together when they go on to the same show again. But it's just deadly to see him having that run on his own because he had a great run the next two years ago. So it's good to see him now on the main roster have that kind of run. And then we are talking about as well, actually, you were saying about the, the moonsault. If you want to talk oh, about man, uh, yeah, Apollo's that moonsault. Was, yeah, how Chris yeah. that was, man. Yeah, he did uh he did like a flip outside the ring over yeah. the ropes. I don't even think he twisted the ropes, to be honest with you. Yeah, completely cleared. Them. As he did that flip, yeah, he just jumped back up onto the apron and then just did this absolute, probably the most perfect moonsault you'll <laughs> ever see and like s- splashed E on the outside. And yeah. I mean, it had to take the, the wind out of E. But my God, if you just, just YouTube that, that clip, my yeah. God, the best moonsault you'll probably ever see how yeah. crisp it was in the words of Warren Gary. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my God. Yeah, you crisp, landed so I mean, But yeah, yeah, you couldn't have got any perfect. Yeah, it was just amazing. Like, yeah. And the fact he's so big and he does that, it's like the stand, every now and then he does a stand the moonsault as well, where he, like, he'll, so, like, he'll body slam them and then just hit stand the moonsault. He just has a crazy vertical leap, that man. <laughs> like with, with such weight on him, like, it's just crazy. Yeah, um, I know we were talking about earlier on, we were talking about Dominic and Corbin match. Yeah, and I absolutely think Snoop Dogg does better <laughs> uh, frog splash than him <laughs> but yeah as I said if you want to compare Moon Salts perfect night for it yeah. right, Moon Salts uh, frog splash oh, yeah. look at Dominic's and then look at Apollo Crews uh, oh frog God. splash yeah. he nearly hits the rafters and that is no <laughs> word of a lie he, he must have fucking jumped about 15 feet in the air yeah, and absolutely insane. nailed it Absolutely nailed it, um, but yeah, that's that's the pedigree. But as you said, like how, how much he's developed. Hopefully, he can get that bit of a mean streak in him, maybe and push him forward. Yeah, because like when he's the US champ and stuff like that, and he's got great. I can't see him being a world champ, but yeah, the likes of that, he just if he can get a different attitude, maybe to him. Yeah, um, I'd like to see him as a heel. To be honest, just see how he see how he runs with it. Yeah, um, and then with Big E, my God, like that lad, he's just taking the ball around with it. Yeah, um, I, I reckon this is just like right. Let's see how you go with the having a title around your waist. Yeah, on your own, and then if he, I maybe mid next year. Yeah, be a bold statement saying he might start challenging for a world title. Maybe. Yeah, I definitely think yeah within the year. I think yeah. Yeah, so yeah, that could be a that could be an amazing year for Big E. So I'll be watching out for him maybe mid mid year, July yeah. August maybe. Yeah, I think you'll have so, a but yeah, hell of a match. Hell of a oh, yeah. match. And that's the thing, like obviously like Sammy saying not to understate him or anything like that. We're just talking about obviously DS2 because they had the predominant offense, I suppose, and they, they had the standout kind of moveset and stuff, but Sammy Zayn played his role well as well. I love this whole he has the documentary crew with him all the time lately, saying that he's been robbed of the toilet <laughs> and stuff. I would love to see if WWE studio still like a mockumentary and show it some of the footage if they did actually record anything. I think it'd be fucking gas. But um, yeah, no, Sammy Zayn. Yeah, um, kind of, uh, I'm glad he's kind of back into the fold as well because he's been, I suppose, over the past few years since he came up. Obviously, he got injured. I think it was in his debut match when he went on the Raw years ago. He threw his arms up to do his little taunt and like, dislocated the shoulder. So he didn't have a 
like a great kind of run of it at the start. So he's had a bit of a torrid time, but it's good to see him now on SmackDown getting getting the rub now. But yeah, hell of a match. Good way to kind of close the in ring stuff, I suppose, for the night. And then to close out the like to, to fully close out the show, then we had Roman Reigns come back out um, to do his face to face then with Edge to get his decision off Edge. Oh, actually, on the way there as well, Edge had a little chat with Nakamura backstage. Um, over here anyway in Ireland when you're watching that on BT Sports it actually went on ads so I didn't see that I seen it on YouTube afterwards so it was a bit bizarre but whatever but yeah it's kind of it's like the way he did it with Damien Priest on Raw and then he did it with Karrion Cross and stuff on NXT that kind of like getting a bit more spotlight on them kind of lads who might not have been in ring that night so it was good to see and then we see yeah so Roman Reigns is out asking for his uh, like demanding actually that Edge makes the decision that he if he wants to pick him pick him now and it won't, it won't go well for him anyway. So Edge came out. The first thing he did is he's like, oh, bit of a coward there. You need these boys here with you. Think about Jey Uso and uh, Paul Heyman. So then, what's his name? Roman Reigns is like, nah, don't need them. I mean, you, you guys can relax there. You know what I mean, I'll, I'll sort this guy myself. Edge didn't even really get to say anything else. They were just kind of having a stare down almost. And then Reigns was just like, yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll grovel. You'll say my name. I'm the, the head of this table. You don't just come in here and, and take what you want. And then out of nowhere, Edge's face just dropped. He just took a step back, dropped the mic, and then Kevin Owens sliding in behind him, hitting uh, Roman Reigns with a stunner, which looks like they're obviously going to continue that feud. Um, Edge then just sauntered off, and that was the end of the show. So in terms of closing that that show, don't get me wrong, it was, it was a cool closer. Um, we were chatting about it there before, but I feel the last man standing match is usually the way to end the big feud. If not, um, Hell in a Cell is the only other way to end a big feud like that. They've had great match after great match. I feel the only reason why they're actually maybe doing this, uh, Reigns and Kevin Owens again, I think it's because they're not satisfied with the way that finished at um, Royal Rumble. Because it was a bit of a flat finish when Heyman couldn't get the handcuffs off him. Do you remember that? And then and it was a bit bit all over the place. And then Roman got out with the thing and just submitted uh Kevin Owens so it didn't it was a flat finish it was a great match but it was a flat finish so maybe they just want one more to kind of knock it out of the park and you know I mean give it a clean sweep to uh, Roman Reigns that's my thought on it and then they'll move on yeah maybe yeah yeah maybe like just Reigns just now absolutely dominates Owens like yeah. just towards the end of a match maybe just to show like put him over how strong he is stuff like that and like that's it now like, yeah bounce I don't, I don't want that to do with you anymore. And yeah. Owens maybe goes off. But realistically, I can see someone getting involved in one of their matches where it's going to lead to Owens maybe starting to feud with them and it's just kind of forget about Reigns for a while. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's, it's been a it's been a really good feud so far. Yeah. It hasn't been a bad one. I've always kept interest in it. And maybe that's because of Reigns, the way he's just the whole deal persona. And then Owens is always good anyway. But yeah. I think Reigns is just, anything he's touching now at the moment, it's just, it's, it's gold. It really you is. Can put anybody in against them, and it is just—it's working. Um, yeah, the edge segments. Like your opinion on who you think he's going to start going after, or um, up until up until last night, I was—I could have bet my house on it that he was going to fight Roman Reigns or WrestleMania. I—I still do think that about eight percent of me thinks he's still going to fight Roman Reigns because it's something fresh, something different. Um, the fact it's on SmackDown as well, I think it, it helps as well. Edge is kind of like, don't be wrong, obviously, he was on Raw for years as well. But SmackDown, I feel like, was when Edge was the main eventer, like, um, especially near the end of his career. He did a lot on SmackDown, he had the feud with Undertaker, 
he had the whole La Familia thing where Vicky, he was married to Vicky Guerrero and stuff like that. You know, what I mean? he had a lot of kind of cool shit on SmackDown. Um, and then even back in the day when he had uh, Team Eck, Edge Christian and Kurt Angle. So that was all on SmackDown. Like, do you know what I mean? Oh my god! Yeah. So I feel SmackDown is suit a bit better, but again, I don't know. Now that Owens is still in it, if they if they finish off the Owens thing within the next, literally within the next three weeks before Elimination Chamber, I think yeah, Edge will fight Reigns. In my head, after seeing last night, I had a weird feeling that maybe Edge will get involved in the next Owens and Reigns match, just to kind of throw Reigns off his game. It won't be a title match. Or else he'll basically get Reigns disqualified. Do you know what I mean? So Owens will win. Owens will pick up a win, but he won't win the title. So Owens will kind of be like, "Oh yeah, you got your win. Just sit off to the side now while these boys fight over the title." And I think then maybe you could see the likes of the Usos come into it. Maybe Edge and Christian having a tag team match or two, in say maybe a fast lane leading up to WrestleMania, and then WrestleMania then. Like what I thought was they could have say the Usos against Edge and Christian. If Edge and Christian win, the Usos don't get to be at ringside for the WrestleMania match between Edge and Reigns. And then you have just them two boys just going at it. Give them, say, 20-odd minutes, WrestleMania, go for it. Uh, but yeah, I still do think, yeah, in, yeah, in, in my heart, I think Edge and Reigns is what's going to happen. Um, but yeah, it's, it's actually really hard to call now. I don't know why, it just really is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think, yeah, it, it does feel like he is going to go. It makes, it makes the most sense. Yeah. You can't see him stepping down into NXT. Realistically, no. you can't. No. Now, it would be, it'd be great to see him and Balor. Oh, yeah. Or that little segment that we've seen with uh, Karrion Cross. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, that, like, there is. There's, there's so much potential there for him. But he's so intrigued. Yeah. Of every, on every title. And like, I've been thinking like from yesterday and today, and I kept in suspense earlier on about what I'm thinking is, yeah. it's never been done before. Now, it could be just absolute fantasy. But with no fans coming up into WrestleMania, you know, it's they need that shock factor. What's going to happen at Mania? What match can I look forward to? Yeah. What I'm thinking is maybe he, maybe Edge, because he wants that, he wants his title back. Mm. He might, I think he could start a feud with Reigns that is just hatred. Mm. And then he's never had them be NXT title. And Balor supposedly has a, a title match at WrestleMania. At Mania. Yeah. So I could see Edge going, turning around and going, you know what? I haven't got, I don't know who to pick. How about, all, I want to challenge all these. And it's so much that it's all titles on the line. Oh. Edge walks out. And then, yeah, whatever story progresses, he probably loses one. Miz has that money in the bank. So maybe when Edge wins it. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Miz could cash in. Miz cashes in on one of the titles. Yeah. Maybe then uh, pay per view, then maybe down the line, Edge will lose the NXT title or whatever like that, and then yeah, he goes on one of the titles. Jesus, that'd be mad, wouldn't it? Yeah, it'd, it'd be it'd be interesting. I can't see it happening now, but it'd be just mad to see all titles on the line. Yeah, uh, three three um, champions, and then Edge challenging for, and then after Edge wins, maybe say three of them. Miz fucking after being wrecked because that's what was gathering off the rumble and stuff like that. He was able to outlast everybody. He was, yeah. uh, you know, he's come back from injury after so long. He's wasted so many years. He wants everything. He wants the world. Yeah. He wants the, all the titles. So yeah. it would be, it'd be deadly. And then, well, I don't know what way they do the match, like how, you know, if, or maybe it goes as whoever gets pinned 
if say Balor got pinned, he loses his title. Yeah. Whoever pinned them. Yeah. Oh. And maybe that because you kind of you could mix maybe the rosters up like that or whatever like that. That's a good idea. Whoever, yeah. Whoever. Yeah. So, I don't know, but it'd be interesting. But yeah, that's that's a fantasy prediction. But yeah, I can see him just sticking with maybe Reigns. Yeah, I do like that fantasy thing though because. As you said, whoever gets pinned loses that belt. So, for example, it's like at WrestleMania 2000, WrestleMania 16 or whatever, they did Angle versus Benoit versus Jericho. And Angle had both the belts, the IC belt and the European title. And I think Benoit pinned them and basically won the European first. And then Jericho made him tap out and then won the IC belt. So you had two separate champions and then one had nothing. So I think that's a good idea because you could have the likes of, say, Finn Balor loses the say the NXT title or maybe he doesn't lose his title at all he could still keep his if, if that if that's what they want to do but um, for example if Balor was to lose his title but then he pins say Drew McIntyre he wins the world title do you know what I mean so yeah. it would be cool to kind of yeah. as you said mix up them rosters then because then you're getting someone the likes of Balor who he was on the main roster didn't really work out for him but then again he is the fourth ever universal champion and he was given that rope for a reason they, they obviously know how capable he is in the ring and obviously he's had a bit of a rejuvenation now on NXT, which is great to see. But I would like to see him, yeah, go back to the top. Um, so yeah, it'd be a good way to kind of pull him back up and then move some people around, maybe shift edge down for NXT for even a month or something like you know what I mean, if they wanted to. But it is kind of it's a lot of doors being opened. So it's it's a, I think it's a deadly idea, to be honest with you. Yeah. It could yeah, it could be like especially like with the likes of uh, Marty Sherrill and uh, Jay White, you know, yeah. on the cards talking about them and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, maybe if you know that's if if Ballard did go, you know, they'd come in into that slot into NXT, maybe. Yeah, yeah, you could just build a new star, carrying cross, but looks of things he's coming straight up the rising. Oh yeah, yeah, he's like being fast tracked now for the main roster. Yeah. So. Well. Yeah, I think him that, and that was quick. That was what a year. Yeah, literally. Would it, be, would it even be a year? I don't know. Actually, all I know is that he had the title, but had to vacate it, the NXT title because he got injured. Yeah. And then now he's in a, a feud with the Cruiserweight champ, which obviously it's not going to be for the Cruiserweight title because he's too heavy. So I think they might just have him win maybe or else just, yeah, win and get called up or lose and get called up. Either way, it works. So, and Alistair Black yeah. has to come back in as well. He's apparently gone to SmackDown. So a few other bits oh. and pieces. Yeah. So maybe you might see people like maybe debut at the Elimination Chamber if they are going to do a Chamber match for a number one contendership or for a belt. You might see them all in the Chamber. Like you could have them smack down six, as I said earlier. You could have them in the one chamber for Big E's title, the IC belt. Yeah, that'd be amazing. It would be unreal. Yeah. yeah. And it puts a lot of um kind of it puts that IC title back on the front line again, like how important it is. It really does, yeah. You know, it's it's being decided in an elimination chamber. Yeah. Like that's always been like a world title last year. Exactly, yeah. Like now they have have they all have they done other belts? I don't think did they do tag belts before? I can't remember. Honestly, can't remember off the top of my head. That's yeah, it sounds familiar if they don't tag belts, yeah. Mm. But yeah, other than that, like it's not it's not memorable. Yeah, to us anyway. It's true, yeah. So and if, yeah, if anybody, it, it would be memorable to you. So <laughs> yeah, it could be it could be a great idea to to get the uh, IC title. Yeah, and it's six and M like big time players: Apollo, Big E, Sami Zayn, Brian, Cesaro, Nakamura. Literally, that's that's insane. We even think about that. All of them in the same match. Mad. Yeah. Yeah. And then you got your yeah, maybe a, a title match or whatever with Reigns or I, I really can't see I really can't see him having any title matches coming up to Mania. 
No, neither can I, to be honest with you, yeah. So I reckon he's just going to sit back now and then, as you said before, Jimmy Uso maybe come back. So Jay and Jimmy just kind of, they're kind of more main event maybe for Illumination Chamber and Fastlane maybe against Age of Vision, as you said. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that makes sense and kind of reigns to sit back and just let everybody else see the dirt work to Mania. Yeah. Because really, I can't really... see him dropping a title and then not being in fucking the main event of Mania. True, yeah. Like that's the thing, like overall, if you include WrestleMania, there's three pay per views now in the next two months, you may as well say. Like there's one in about two weeks, so that's Elimination Chamber. Fastlane then mid uh, March, and then WrestleMania at the start of April. So you can have that person, like the likes of Rand, sitting back a bit. Do you know what I mean? You don't have to have him. Like you don't get me wrong, obviously, he's on SmackDown every week, but you don't have to have him in a match every week. He didn't wrestle last night. Do you know what I mean? You don't have to have it. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see how it goes anyway. But um, that wraps up SmackDown anyway. The SmackDown kind of run down and review that we did there. So, yeah, I enjoyed the, I enjoyed the episode anyway. What's your final thoughts on it? Yeah. Uh, coming off the rumble and stuff like that. Great. Way better than, way better than Raw. Yeah. Like, better, better by a mile. Um, NXT, I didn't really get to see a lot of. Yeah. Um, but what I've heard, it wasn't the greatest. Um. But yeah, hell of a show. I'll probably yeah. get it. Probably out of all the matches and stuff like that, not overly done promos. I'd probably give it a bit of four out of five. Yeah, yeah, I probably would as well. I think it was as as perfect as you can get in terms of like. Obviously, I'm not going to please everybody. Like, if the likes of Ron Reigns had a, a shock title match or something, you'd probably be like, Jesus Christ, alright, yeah, five out of five. There you go. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, no, I'd go with four out of five. I think it's yeah, safe bet. You had consistently good matches throughout the show and even the shorter ones or even the ones that were just to kind of forward a story or to give someone a win they still had a place on the card and it wasn't just one person like for example as you said Bailey, she got a much needed win but still kind of forwarded along the Riot Squad and Billy Kay thing so yeah I think overall yeah Smackdown not a great show two thumbs fresh two thumbs fresh yeah <laughs> so um, yeah we'll leave it there anyway um, we'll just say thanks very much for listening again uh, if you like what we're doing Give us a follow on Spotify, uh, iTunes, wherever wherever you get your podcast. Really, we're on them all now. And yeah, follow us on the socials, Discus Laria Collective on Instagram, the Discus Laria on Twitter. And then if you want, yeah, you can give us a message. If you want us to talk about anything in particular or any criticisms or feedback, yeah, hit us up on the socials anyway. So until then, so we'll probably be back now actually on Tuesday, maybe with your raw review. Yeah. 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 So Sounds nice. Yeah, right on then. So thanks again for listening and we will see you all on Tuesday then. Adios. See you later.